plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Whew. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash getmore. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On a sunny Thursday into Friday, it's Matt Derry, and it is another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Thursday, June 1st into Friday, June 2nd. As we turn the calendar into the month of June, we're getting closer to the start of the Lions season in the NFL regular season. Thanks for listening, everybody, on Audioboom.com and also on iTunes. If you subscribe to the podcast, appreciate appreciate your uh, subscription, and you can leave a review if you want on iTunes anytime you want. I see them. I appreciate them. Even the negative comments, it means you're listening, and I know you're spreading the word to your friends about the Lions podcast, the Lockdown Lions podcast that we do each and every day here. Also, your comments always welcome on Twitter, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, and also on the Matt Derry fan page, on Facebook, if you missed yesterday's podcast with Jeremy Reisman, the managing editor of PrideofDetroit.com. Some good stuff on there, including the discussion we had yesterday about the Lions ranked 32nd. Uh, SportsOnEarth.com had the Lions, uh, Kenneth Arthur, their author, the Lions secondary ranked 32nd in the NFL, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that would be dead last. And uh, we had a good chat about that as well. All right, coming up on the show today, I do at the end of the podcast today want to discuss the NBA Finals, which begins tonight. Because let's be completely honest, as sports fans, first of all, as football fans first and as Lions fans, all right, we've got the offseason going. Free agency, the draft, OTAs. There's only so much you can get excited about as a fan from OTAs. You're not invited to see them go uh, practice. The media is rarely in there. You know, I know Kenny Galladay looks good in OTA. I love that stuff. And it's good that the rookie wide receiver from Northern Illinois seemingly is catching on, no pun intended. But until the games start, who cares? You know, for a lot of you, it's show me early September when the Lions open the season. Uh, That's when I'll watch, you know, regular season football. There are some that don't even subscribe to the theory of even turning on the television or going down to Ford Field or turning on the radio to listen or watch preseason football. But, you know, with that being said, I, I, I would like to talk about the NBA Finals because for as a sports fan, this should get you excited for two weeks because these two teams are clearly the best two teams in their sport, uh, the best player in the sports going up against the best team, and it gets us kind of excited, especially those that are down on the local baseball team in town and the way that they uh, play the game each and every day. Uh, here's where I want to start, though. A very interesting piece from Jonathan Jones uh, in SI and Sports Illustrated and SI.com assessing the NFC North teams and their offseasons. Jones gives the Bears, Packers, and Vikings all B grades, grades of a, of a, a letter grade of B for how they did in the offseason. Jonathan Jones, though, gave the Lions an A. The Lions were given an A for their offseason moves. 
According to the author, the Lions emphasized defense in the offseason while upgrading the offensive line with the signings of free agents T.J. Lang and Rick Wagner. From Jonathan Jones, SI.com, quote, the upgrades on defense should allow Detroit to get over the hump of ordinary team hanging on in the playoffs to one that can actually get its first postseason victory in more than a quarter century. End quote. Hmm. So going into this offseason, me, you, driving in your car, whatever it is, we had the expectation that in year two, Bob Quinn was going to continue as general manager of the Lions to show that he knew what he was doing, hopefully draft pretty well, address some glaring holes that this team had on the defensive side of the ball, especially at linebacker, upgrade the secondary a little bit, which I think the Lions have done, and and finally make a move to knock off the big, bad Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers and try to win the division. Now, there are still moves to go this offseason, including wrapping up a contract extension with Matthew Stafford. So that's not a worry. That's not a concern. And that's not something in late August where we're sitting here going, hmm, it's, we're coming up on the regular season. Like, what about the Stafford deal? Is he going to be a lame duck? Uh, you know, for his last year of his deal, um, you know, got to get it done. Got to get a new, got to get the contract signed. And that is exactly what the Lions should do. And they free up some cap money today with DeAndre Levy, June 1st, calling him a June 1 cut. I get all that. But how about, do you agree with this? That the Lions get an A for the offseason and the rest of the teams in the division? Chicago made a ton of moves. Green Bay, which never makes a lot of free agency moves, but I did like their draft. And the Vikings, same type of thing. I thought they overpaid for the two offensive linemen, a lineman, Reef and, and, and Remmers that they picked up. But... There are additions in the draft, including Dalvin Cook and signing Latavius Murray, I thought were pretty good for the Vikings. And good news for them, as Sam Ekstrom pointed out from Lockdown Vikings to us the other day, he said Teddy Bridgewater is doing some working out. So maybe just maybe he, he would get healthy in time to play at some point during this regular season. I look at what the Lions did this offseason, and I'm not sure it's an A+. Plus or even a straight A, but I would definitely say it's an A-. And the reason why I say that is I love that they upgraded up front. That's where you win in the NFL. And the Lions offensive line, for the most part, has kept Matthew Stafford upright. But when you're 30th in the league and running the football, and you haven't had a Pro Bowl offensive lineman since you know Kevin Glover, and we're going back to the Barry days to talk about running game and everything else, and you go out and you steal... T.J. Lang away from the Green Bay Packers and bring him to Detroit and put him at right guard. I'm sorry. I know he might be older than Larry Warford, but he's a better football player. And you have some depth now on that offensive line where you can claim, and that's what the Lions are doing, that Lakin Tomlinson is fighting for the left guard spot. No, he's not. He's not. He's not good enough. Graham Glasgow, who was drafted last year by Bob Quinn, is a better football player. But, knock on wood, if Glasgow or somebody gets injured... Tomlinson can step in. Same with Joe Dahl. And then at right tackle, you get Ricky Wagner in here from the Ravens, has winning experience. A guy, John Harbaugh, uh, the Savior's brother, uh, wanted to keep in Baltimore, and you go get him. The the, the Vikings are paying Riley Reef like $11 million a year. Lions are playing, paying Wagner basically the same money, and Ricky Wagner is a better football player. That's an upgrade. 
And then you don't have to go out in free agency on defense and break the bank and and overspend. And, you know, the Lions, I I don't love DJ Hayden. I don't love that he's making $5.5 million a year. But you know what? If he can be the fourth or fifth cornerback on this team and provide some depth, if Cornelius Washington and Akeem Spence can get to the quarterback and and help along that defensive line, and the draft picks can can work out, you spend your first two picks on defense, yeah, I I could see about an A-minus grade. But the national people, and I think this was pointed out by uh, Jeremy Reisman yesterday on the podcast, the national people never give the Lions a sniff. The odds to win the division for the Lions were third best behind Green Bay and Minnesota by by Vegas. Uh, I saw it today. ESPN.com gives the Lions a uh, 0.07% chance to win the Super Bowl. But the thing is, nobody here is saying that the Lions are a Super Bowl contender. But you know what? Why not talk about it a little bit? Why not say, we want to win a championship? I, I remember I used to scold Tom Lewand uh, when I was on 105.1 about, you know, he, he was down doing a, a press conference for the, the, whatever they call the Motor City Bowl now, the Ford Bowl, whatever they call it, Quick Lane Bowl. And he said, we, we want to host Super Bowls here and we want to be playing in them. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk about winning a playoff game first and winning the division first before we talk about Super Bowls. But see, Bob Quinn can talk about championships. Rick Wagner can talk about championships. You know, Anquan Bolden, who was here last year, could talk about championships. TJ Lang could talk about championships because they've done it. Even Jim Caldwell, yes, the Reverend himself, can talk about it. You bring enough guys in with a winning pedigree, it can help. And I hope that's something that the Lions at least can bring up is saying, listen, the goal is to go all the way. You know, raise the bar a little bit. Not just another, well, you know, we were 9-7 and seven last year and overachieved, and they did overachieve. And I thought last year was a successful season based on the, the material they brought back, the injuries that they had. So this year now, damn right they should win the division. Green Bay's uh, growth has been stunted this offseason with some of the players that they've lost. So... Let's see what they do. But an A minus, I, I I think it's good that you got at least a national guy in Jonathan Jones from SI.com giving the Lions that A grade. Hey, if you're looking to maybe advertise somewhere, why not right here on Lockdown Lions? The Lockdown Podcast Network and Lockdown Lions really appeal to the men out there 25 to 54. So if you have a business and, and you would like to join in with me on Lockdown Lions, where I deliver some live reads for you, whether it's like Freddie the Pizza Man does at Freddie's Pizza in Melvindale. My man Jason Strat at REMAX, uh, Suburban, uh, Tim Lenhardt at Lenhardt Financial. All of them are getting the bang for their buck and enjoying the pub that we're giving them here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So if you want to do that, send me an email at DerrySpeaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks at gmail.com. And you can advertise with me right here on Locked on Lions. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash list. All right, topic number two um, that I wanted to bring up today is a little bit of a controversy, if you want to call it that, or or maybe it's just a clerical error, who knows. 
But uh, today it was posted on a podcast um, from Adam Carricker, the former Nebraska uh, defensive back and teammate of Amir Abdullah. He has a podcast called The Carricker Chronicles, and he interviewed Amir Abdullah, the Lions running back, last month. Abdullah told Carricker in the podcast, quote, I ended up tearing my list frank the second game of the season against the Titans, separating my foot. So that was a bummer for me, but I'm shaking back good now. It's helped me understand my body more. So I'm a lot more penciled in on what I need to do as far as recovery, make sure I'm doing all the right things for my body to make sure I'm ready for this 2017 season, end quote. Now, um, a torn Liz Frank, Liz Frank in your foot, that's brutal. That's absolutely brutal. And as Dave Burkett pointed out today in the Free Press and in Freep.com, not everybody after surgery can come back from something like this. Um, and Burkett writes, while most list frank tears are not career-threatening, the injury, which affects the ligaments in the middle of the foot, typically require extensive rehabs after surgery. Now, if you recall, the Detroit Lions, and many NFL teams do this, do not incl- uh, you know, disclose the severity of some of these injuries. They waited until late in the season to finally put him on the injured reserve list, Abdullah was frantically trying to get back, but a list frank tear has never been confirmed by the Lions. What's interesting about this is the audio of that interview, which Michael Rothstein also posted on ESPN.com, is still on there, but the part about the list frank injury has been taken off and taken down from the podcast. Now, is that the Lions telling Abdullah, hey, shh, what are you doing? Don't tell anybody you had a list frank injury. It'll just make people speculate. According to a study of NFL players from 2000 to 2010 published in the American Journal of Sports Medicine, most players who suffered a list frank injury returned with no statistically significant change in performance the following year, though two of 28 players who underwent the surgery uh, never played again. Uh, One guy who uh, really, really suffered was Maurice Jones-Drew, suffered a list frank injury that required surgery in 2012, averaged just three yards per carry over the two seasons after that. And... uh, he suffered the injury at age 27. Abdullah turns 24 this month. Here's my thing. If somebody is telling Amir Abdullah or Adam Carricker to edit out that line in the podcast, can we stop with that? Who cares? Amir Abdullah is going into year three, says he feels good, has rehabbed the injury, hasn't played. In, when he starts the season in September, will have not played in over a year. Who cares if it's a list, Frank? Who cares if it's just a broken foot? Who cares if it's just torn ligaments? That's the one thing that bugs me about the NFL. We know these guys get injured. So today, are you sitting here going, hmm, it was a list, Frank? Oh, no. The thing with Amir Abdullah is we know he's kind of undersized, could be a little bit fragile, and has fumbling issues. Because it's a list, Frank injury, am I more concerned today than I was yesterday? No. But what causes more of a concern is that somebody might have told Abdullah to tell Carriker to take that off the podcast. These teams are so, they get so paranoid over, over disclosing injuries. Who cares? Well, he's, uh, he's got an ankle. Well, how severe is it? Oh, we don't talk about injuries. Why not? To give away secrets? Do you think players are going to aim for the foot now more if it's Liz Frank or not? Players do it all the time. They know what guys have, and these guys all talk to each other about their injuries. They're all friends with one another on these other teams. So, no, I'm not concerned that it was a Liz Frank injury as opposed to just a broken bone in his foot. 
Bottom line is Amir Abdullah is a starting running back on this team, and hopefully he is healthy at the start of the year. He's been out there practicing already uh, in OTAs, and let, let's get him going. And let's see what he can do with, with a full season under his belt. So I, I'm rooting for Amir Abdullah, and I think he'll have a pretty good year. All right, final thing I wanted to bring up today on Locked on Lions. Tonight, 9 o'clock from the City by the Bay, Oakland, California. It is game one of the NBA Finals between the Warriors and the Cavs. Um, as an NBA fan, which I am, but I also know that the game is, is significantly flawed right now. There's two really, really, really good teams, and they're playing each other now here in the Finals. But if you're a sports fan and you can't tune into something like this, then you need to have your head examined. I understand there's a lot of people out there going, oh, the NBA sucks. The players just shoot threes and dunk. They don't care. And I'm well aware, too, that that the piston bandwagon is pretty empty in this town right now. Not many of you are very excited about the Detroit Pistons and Detroit basketball. They're, they're, They're kind of a team spinning its wheels, I hope that Stan Van Gundy and Jeff Bauer find a way to upgrade the roster this offseason, maybe pick up some players that that can help them. A healthy Reggie Jackson always is better than last year and and kind of the dumpster fire not making the playoffs team that, that you had to watch. And hopefully Andre Drummond, who's still only 23, 24 years old, matures, works on his free throws and his post game and gets better. I get that a lot of you watched the NBA playoffs and went, jeez, what a snooze. I hope you realize, though, how good this series is going to be and how incredible it is that for the third straight year, these two teams will be meeting in the finals. That's pretty cool. There's an actual rivalry developed. There's an actual dislike between these two clubs. People in Cleveland are obsessed with hating on the Warriors. They hate Draymond Green. They hate Steph Curry. And people out in Golden State are thinking, wait a minute, they stole our championship from us last year. LeBron James got every call in Game 7, blah, 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 right? That's the beauty of sports. And if you're a basketball fan thinking, yeah, I've seen this song and dance before. No, it's, it's, it's different. There's not going to be you know, hugs and hand pounds after each game. There's not going to be waving to each other to you know, point to, as the two coaches walk off the floor. There's a dislike. I mean, we all hate... Watching or dislike watching Eric Ebron after games when they lose the Lions, hand out his jersey to a team, a player on the other team, and take a picture. Like, hey, geez, I'm I'm cheesing it up here with, you know, Calvin Pryor, safety of the Jets. He's got my jersey and I got his, and we both signed it. We're gonna take a picture. Fans hate that stuff. They despise it. Because their player just lost a game, and instead of walking off the field in shame with their head down, oh my god, a loss. They're cheesing it up, taking photos and sna- and exchanging jerseys. You won't see any of that for the next two weeks in the NBA. And that, I think, is a good thing for sports. Right, that wraps things up for a Thursday into Friday, June 1 into June 2nd. Another edition of Lockdown Lions right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you again Sunday into Monday. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.